Hey everyone, I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about Twilight. Has this week felt very weird to you as though it went on forever? It didn't feel long like it was dragging. But it felt long, like there were extra days in there. I like I lived longer than a week in a week's time. Yeah, I agree. And what's also weird is that I felt that feeling where all of the days go fast, but then somehow the week still felt extra long. <laughs> like every day I found myself looking at the clock and being like, oh, shit, it's like 2.30. Like, I don't have that much time left of work. And, and that happened every day. But then still at the end of each day, I'm like, oh, my God, it's only Tuesday. And every day felt that way. It was a full moon week this week, too. So I also did a lot. I worked from home Monday, but then every day I had to go into the office. So that already made them feel super long. And then Tuesday, I had an after work event at MetLife. And then Wednesday, I went to a Yankee game. And then Thursday and Friday, while I didn't have anything after work, freak weird things caused me to sit in literally two hours of traffic both days. So that also made it feel as though I had done an activity after work because I was literally in my car for two hours. So every day had something like that, which also made the week feel long. How was the Yankee game? It was... (laughs) It was great, Um, except my. so I went with people from work. I drove myself, but then I met with a bunch of coworkers and we were were in like a suite because a vendor bought the suite for us. And when we were leaving, I wanted to leave with somebody because I didn't want to have to walk back to my car by myself. And he's someone who doesn't like to stay to the end of games. And we literally left. You mean my dad? He's my dad. (laughs) We left at the top of the eighth. And it was tied and we left no, at the top and we never left- leave a tied game. I know. And we left at the top. So we didn't even see the Yankees bat and, and boy, did they bat. <laughs> they, I didn't even we, watch that game. I as we were leaving the stadium, we heard people losing their ever loving minds because there were two home runs. They scored like four runs in the bottom of the eighth. Oh my God. <laughs> that, Isn't that the, the contratory lot? Yeah. That we heard from outside when I got home, because my dad was supposed to come with me, but he had a thing come up at work where he was super swamped and then had to get on this call that took up like four hours of his day. So he couldn't go. And so when I got home, he was like, how'd it go? Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I was watching it at grandma's and i sent him that we didn't see the bottom of the eighth and he's like you let he was so mad he's like you can't leave a tie game he's like what's the matter with you i was like i know but we were tired and it had been tied for like three innings too so it it just we were tired and it was when we normally leave and everyone else had left so is a mistake, but it could have just as easily been a nightmare the other way where it was tied again. And then we stayed forever. And then it went into, it was like 11 o'clock already. It's if it's one of those things where the game goes into extra innings and it turns into like a 14 inning game. Yeah. I don't care if you're there till 2 a.m. You, this is a, this it is wasn't, a moment. It wasn't my choice. It was not the best choice, but we did hear everyone. So it was like we were there. <laughs> we, we, heard, we heard it from just outside the stadium. We were there in theory. <laughs> yes. In spirit, we were there. <laughs>
So I took a bunch of notes and the first one here says, I wish we were doing a twilight month. Oh my God. We should have. It's almost like the further removed we are from them coming out, the more I like them. I saw them all when they came out. I was a little old for it, but Mm -hmm. I was still like curious because I had read the books and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, cool, cool. I'll see them. And I I took them for what they were. But as time goes on, baby. So I have a different experience. Uh, My friends and I, I had a group of eight or 10 friends that were beyond the level of obsession. What you think of when you think of like a twi hard person. Well, you were the target age group. Correct. Yes. Us and moms. That's who the target. Please. Yeah. (laughs) My mom included. That's who chaperoned the event, by the way. I don't even know if it was of her choice or whether or not she was just wanted to go. And this was an excuse. This was an event. We had Facebook groups. We had Facebook chats. We scheduled when we were going to see it. It was always on the opening night. And we always went to Chili's in the Palisades Mall beforehand. And we had dinner at Chili's. And then we went to go see the movie, usually at like a seven or eight o'clock showing on Friday night. That is, I would (laughs) give anything right now to have dinner at Chili's in the Palisades Mall and then go see twilight on the big screen i remember each one of them like it was yesterday we took a bazillion pictures i have so many pictures on my computer from when we would be waiting in line and when we would be at chili's we would have sleepovers afterwards every time it was usually at my house but sometimes somebody else would host and we would sleep over someone's house after we went to the mall and saw twilight i cannot believe this is the first time hearing of it I can feel the blood <laughs> rushing through my veins. No, no pun intended. Uh. <laughs> I remember the excitement we had leading up to each one. I remember reading the books in real time and talking about them with everybody. First book came out when you were Yeah, like well, we read it old. whenever you it became a, a phenomenon. Oh. I remember just reading the books. And I didn't mean in real time. I meant in, in my real time. Like I remember reading them for the first time and all of oh, my friends oh. reading them when everyone was reading them, not when they came out. When was that? Do we think? 2000. I'll look it up. Six, seven. Cause the first movie came out. How in many? 08. Oh, okay. Cause I was going to, that was going to be my next thing. I don't remember actually books were released in between each movie. It was that kind of thing. No, no, I didn't think so. So all of the books had been, let me just look it up. <laughs> If I'm remembering correctly, I had read all the books before the first movie Mm, came out. Okay, I'm going to look. Okay, so the Twilight came out in 2005. New Moon came out in 2006. Eclipse is seven and and Breaking Dawn is eight. So they were all out, like you just said, before the first movie came out. Because I don't know when the, the massive phenomenon happened. Because I remember reading about they bought the rights and made the first movie before it was huge. And that's why the first one is a little under budgeted and feels a bit less big movie than the rest of them. It was because they made it before it was gigantic or they had decided they were going to make it before it was gigantic. So I don't actually know when the the world was reading them. Yeah, I, I don't think I really know either. I don't even know what prompted me to read them in the first place because they weren't even the type of books mm-hmm. I read. Yeah, but I remember the phone calls I had with my friends about them, man. When we got to certain parts, when we were talking about 
what our favorite characters were. I remember there were two people in the group whose favorite character was Jasper. Jasper and Alice were their shit. I don't think we had any Team Jacobs, really. Not a lot of people were fans of Jacobs in my group, especially when the movies came out, (laughs) because we did not like Taylor Lautner. So in watching this now, I can't remember the last time I've seen them. It's been a while, but I probably could have recited the damn thing for you. The craziest thing for me was that I've always considered this a fall movie. I think a lot of people do. And I didn't realize until this time around that it takes place in March. Oh, you're right. It was kind of gut-wrenching. It, I like, just forget that that's the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to forget. Yeah, it. I just forget that that's the case. Forget that. The filter, the tint surprises me every time. I know it, but every time I'm like, you guys. <laughs> no, it doesn't surprise me. That's my favorite thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> but what's weird is that I've always considered it, like if you said to me what color is the first one tinted, I, I would say green. Me too. I would say blue. But the internet says it's blue. I would, well, I would have described it as a blue green tint, a teal tint. It's especially, especially in the hallway when she's walking, you can really see the tint. And in the most, the greatest scene in, in cinema history, the baseball scene, that one is very, <laughs> they really went for it on the tint on that. They scene. did. And then it looks more blue to me. I think it depends where they are, whether it's blue or green. Yeah, because I guess when they're in the forest, obviously it looks green yeah, because, because there's everything other, there is exactly. green. I can't believe I didn't know that you and your friends were as into it as we were. Yeah. We used to, this came back to me when I saw his car. We used to be obsessed with that silver Volvo. When we would see it, in public, like out in the wild, we would punch each other like punch buggy and say that it was Edward's car. <laughs> we were obsessed with spotting it. We always said that Edward was watching us when Edward, <laughs> when we saw the, the silver phone. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, you probably don't remember this because you were too young, but Volvo did a special partnership with them where when you went on their website they had a map of forks or almost like a maze within forks of winding roads and it was a sweepstakes where you choose which direction to go on the road and if you end up at the Cullen's house you're entered to win that Volvo wow and I remember doing the sweepstakes and thinking like I might win a Volvo I definitely did not partake in that part. <laughs> we didn't go as far as as looking on the Volvo website. I want to say that there was a reason that something <laughs> sent me there. I don't I don't think I took it upon myself, but then again, you never, you never know. <laughs> I remember in 2010 I was in the market for a new car, so maybe oh, could be. Maybe that's when it You're was. Like I'm going to be Edward Cullen. <laughs> Besides the fact that Volvos were way more than I could afford in 2010, but I've been to Forks, Washington. Wait, how have we not talked? I about feel like this we've before? talked about the Forks, Washington thing because I think you said you had wanted to go and that we should go, and I told you that I had already been. Is that diner a real place? I don't think so. We literally just drove through, so I can't really say I have not been to Forks. The only thing is, 
Uh, we did stop at a supermarket in Forks. Okay, I remember this conversation. I have now. a Snapchat with the Forks geotag, and that's really what matters. If we did go, it would be like a new experience. It would, because I haven't, I don't know if they have a town center. I don't, is to what degree it actually has a town. I don't know. That part, I don't know. I, but I have been to La Push Beach. Did it, was it like in the um, movie? Yeah, I mean, it does. The beaches in Washington do look that way. So I don't know if that was exactly where but they did it filmed. feel that way. <laughs> it did feel that way. It's it has that fog and the dark sand and the rocks. I would oh my gosh. I first of all I desperately want to go to that diner and order a burger and those thick cut steak fries. And actually put ketchup on I want to see Stephanie Meyer at the at the counter and have them call her Stephanie. Here's your veggie plate Stephanie. Be like, here's your meal, Stephanie, or whatever they say to her. I had never realized that they literally say Stephanie in the scene. I thought she was just there. They're, they did not want you to miss the cameo. Stephanie was like, I want to be in it, and you need to <laughs> say that I'm Stephanie. The way that she says thanks has the energy of like, thanks, I am Stephanie. <laughs> it is me, Stephanie, diner patron and author of the Twilight book. <laughs> One of the things I wrote down is that this has always touched me. I, I don't really know why. Uh-huh. When Bella first gets to Charlie's house and he's takes her up to her room. First of all, like she's been there every <laughs> summer. I don't know why, but anyway, they're standing in her room and he says, Sales lady picked out the, the bed stuff. You like, you like purple, right? Purple's cool. I don't know why it's so tender and cute. Well, Charlie is the cutest dad in movie history. I love Charlie. I love when they're at the diner and the waitress says that he comes and eats her favorite dessert every Thursday. As soon as you're done, I will bring you your favorite. Fairy cobbler, remember? Your dad still has it. Every Thursday. Thank you. You're great. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that supposed to imply that he eats it because it's her favorite? Oh my God, I never connected that before. Stop it. <laughs> well, I think I think so. Because she says it right on the, She says, I'll bring you your favorite, whatever cobbler she says. And then she says, your dad comes here. And, Barry. Yeah. Please. Oh, I'm sorry. Barry Cobbler. Excuse, pardon. <laughs> um, and then she says, your dad still eats it every Thursday. <laughs> I can't. I never realized that he was probably ordering it because it made him think of her. Absolutely. I, oh, I can't really, I can't, no, I can't talk about that. I had to fast forward through her being mean to him. I can't watch it. When she has to leave Me, it. The, same. I know it's coming and I just, FF, couldn't do it. Can't watch her be mean to him. No, not to Charlie. How cute is it when she comes home from school and he's sitting at the kitchen table eating his sandwich or whatever? Mm-hmm. And she takes, she picks up his plate and says, "Like, are you done?" Mm-hmm. She, I don't know, it's the way she clears his plate for him. It was such a regular, everyday kind of thing, but it felt so. It was nice. I love that they have each other to care for each other. I love their house. It has such a nice energy. It really does. I love. Speaking their house. of houses, oh please! I already wrote it down because I knew we had to spend twenty minutes talking about. Wait, let's not go there yet. <laughs> okay. Even though I'm the one who just brought it up, <laughs> because first I have to say I need you to help me because maybe I'm missing something. Okay, or I'm confused. So Charlie buys her the truck, mm-hmm. and Jacob brings it over with Billy, mm-hmm. and 
when Bella and Jacob get into the truck, he says to her, so you gotta double pump the clutch when you shift, but besides that, you should be good. And she says, That's this one. Which tells me that she doesn't know how to drive stick, which tells me that her father bought her a truck that she doesn't know how to drive and she drives it to school the next day. <laughs> Am I missing something? I didn't hear her also, say. Also, how do you not know what a clutch is? I don't even know how to drive stick and I know it's the clutch because it's not the gas or the brake. Who knows? It might've been a classic Kristen Stewart improvisation that she just doesn't know what to do in a scene. So she <laughs> says, it's this one. She seemed like she knew how to drive it when she got in, but I didn't notice her say that. <laughs> There's no way she learned how to drive a stick because also she says, do you need a ride to school or something? Implying she was going to school that morning. So didn't even, I don't think she went the next day. I think it was that morning because when they get in and he, she's talking to him, she's like, do you want to ride to school or something? Seemed like she was going right then and there. Was she just talking about in general, do you need a ride to school? I don't know why, but I feel like she meant not as in today, but just in general. To me, my brain watching it thought she's going right now. <laughs> you you could be right. I thought that was the afternoon though. Oh, it like I been. thought got in, Charlie showed her her room. Oh, you're probably right. But for some reason I was like, oh, she's going to school right now. And she's asking if she <laughs> needs a ride. And she's going to learn how to drive stick in the next 11 minutes. <laughs> the shot when she pulls up to school on the first day and you see the truck pulling in with the school behind mm-hmm. is when I think of Twilight, that's the picture I first see in my head. Really? I always think of him saving her from the car. That's always what I first conjure that image. Him with his hand crushed up against the van. That's what I think of. <laughs> I think of Twilight. Oh, like when he gaslights her in the hallway of the hospital. <laughs> yes. How did you get over to me so fast? I was standing right next to you, Bella. No, you were next to your car across the lot. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Yes, you were. Melly, you're, uh, you hit your head. I think you're confused. I know what I saw. Mm, what exactly was that? You... You stopped the van. You pushed it away with your hand. Well, nobody's gonna believe you. She's like, you were across the parking lot, and he's just like, No, I wasn't. And then he goes as far to say, no one's going to believe you. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Thanks, Edward. (laughs) There are so many toxic things about this franchise, but man. Oh, something else I wrote down that I never realized before this time is that the first word Edward says in the whole thing is hello. Okay. And he sounds like an alien. Hello. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to introduce myself last week. Um, I'm Edward Cullen. Well, first of all, our Pat is clearly learning to to subdue his accent because there are many, many times where I can hear it. Like one I wrote down in particular was when he shows up at her house and asks her to go to his parents. He says, So you're worried, not because you'll be in a house full of vampires, but because you think they want to prove you. When he says, so you're worried, it's fully British. He does not even, <laughs> I'm like, guys, you could have had him read it again. It's fully British. <laughs> it is one of the worst American accents it's, I've it's ever truly heard. truly horrible. He sounds like an alien through most of it. He's also so mean to her. I kind of forgot just how rude he is to her. 
He looks so repulsed by her. <laughs> that scene where she walks in and he smells her is so hysterical. Because the, the fan top. is blowing. The fan that they put the ribbons on. So you really can't miss what's happening there. One thing that I really was thinking about was why these books were so appealing to teen girls. It feels like such a teen romance for many reasons. But one of them is the fact that Edward just wants to protect her and doesn't want to, he can't really kiss her for a while and he can't have sex with her. And it's very, it is like a teen's ideal situation for a romance where there's no scary sexual parts to it at all. It's just that he like loves her so much, wants to protect her, wants to be around her, but won't ever make her do anything she doesn't want to do. It perfectly captures teen longing, infatuation, and angst. Yes. It was a perfect recipe of a book and a movie of what a teen would want in a teen romance. I was no longer a teen when I read them. (laughs) A little embarrassing, but I remember thinking to myself, because I enjoyed them, but I I couldn't really immerse myself. Like I didn't feel the crazed energy that a lot of teens Mm -hmm. felt, thankfully. (laughs) But like I couldn't immerse myself in the love story of it Mm -hmm. really totally. Mm -hmm. And I never actually had too strong of a feeling on whether I was team Edward or team Jacob, which I know is like, people will gasp. That's not not allowed, but (laughs) it's true. Uh But I remember as I was reading thinking, oh my gosh, if I had read this when I was 14, I wouldn't have ever thought about anything else. I remember there, there's some scene I can't even really, people are going to get extreme fans are going to get mad that I don't really remember it. There's some scene in Eclipse where it's a very passionate scene between either her. I don't even remember if it's Edward or Jacob, so I'm really going to get crucified. But it's some (laughs) kind of very intense kiss. And I remember we were losing our ever-loving minds reading that. We were like, oh, my God, have you gotten to the part in Eclipse where, like, blah, blah, blah. It was, like, just them kissing. It wasn't even that scandalous or amazing. But we fully lost our minds as if it was a passionate love scene that we were talking about. The closest I ever got to that feeling was, and I don't remember which, what title it is, which is which they're all oh, I remember. M- mashed together <laughs> for me, but when they're in the tent at the top of that snowy mountain <laughs> and Edward has to allow Jacob to keep her warm. Oh my! <laughs> that was the one scene that I remember going like, Okay. <laughs> eclipse is my is the best one eclipse is my favorite so that's the second one right no the third new moon is the second the one third oh new moon is when you don't like because there's barely any edward, edward in it right i was an edward <laughs> fan there's barely any edward um and it's boring she spends the whole time with jacob like fixing trucks and stuff learning it about is they're not boring no it's boring I also forgot that we didn't lose the wig in this one. I thought he cut his hair in the first, but it's not till the second. <laughs> Is this the one where she's also wearing a wig? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know she was. I didn't notice. I mean, her hair was not great, but so it wouldn't surprise me. But I didn't notice if she was wearing a wig or There's not. There's at least one, maybe more than one where she's wearing a wig. Oh, that I didn't notice. Well, you will. <laughs> um, I'm not as good of a wig spotter as you are, though. <laughs> Wait, but what? 
How are we going to wait? You guys, we need you to tell us what to do. We can't wait till next year to talk about the second we one. Knew it was, we knew it was too much to talk about all the movies in one episode. So then we thought maybe we would do one per year, but that's like five years. Oh God almighty. <laughs> if we're still doing this podcast in five years, <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about us. Anyway, I just need to know when we can talk about the other ones. Cause now I can't wait. I know. Maybe we just say fuck it and make it a twilight month. We probably could looking at, we have to look at the schedule, but we might be able to. Let's talk about it when we're off. The next thing I was going to say was, I remember thinking this even watching it in theaters. The thing they did with his skin sparkling is so lame. They should have done this. They should have done that so much better. It It's so subtle. You can't even, when he steps into the light and he's like, look at me, I'm so disgusting. I He can barely even see that he's sparkling. They needed to do a better job with that. It should have been very beautiful and sparkly it was very subtle they should have really gone further well a few minutes later when they're laying in that grassy yeah what is that called i don't know like field a field (laughs) i'm gonna call it a knoll (laughs) i don't know what that is honestly (laughs) no k-n-o-l-l i used to live in the knolls i guess that really adds some clarity to where i was living wait what's a knoll i don't know let me look it up truly i never thought about it and i lived there for 10 years a small hill or mound. Oh, that makes sense. I lived on a hill. There you go. When they're laying in that grassy patch. It's a field. <laughs> when they're laying in that grassy field, he's very shimmery. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. I I had a different image of it. Miss, I hate glitter suddenly. Well, says to me, I was glitter. really had expectations high from reading the book of what he was going to look like. And it, they let me down. Well, he looked exactly like I imagined, well, so. good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you got everything you wanted. <laughs> but what they did now was the Cullen house. When they walk into his oh, room and he has that built-in bookcase of records and CDs and that bookshelf thing on the other side mm-hmm. with that... I can't even speak. <laughs> it is... And the window is open and there's nothing outside of it. There's no deck or anything. It's just the door opens out into nothing. Yeah. It's amazing. I love their kitchen. They have a great kitchen. I love the cap, the graduation cap art that they have looks yeah. sick. <laughs> was that in the book? Um, I don't know if the detail that they had them. Ha- oh, it was. I just, I just had like a vision. <laughs> it was. I, she describes them as like hanging, and now I pictured them was more was less decorative looking. But I'm, I'm glad they went in a more decorative direction with it because it was really cool. At least once a week, not because of Twilight, but at least once a week, I think about living in a house like that. That's sort of high up in the trees and floor to ceiling windows. I think about it all the time. It's so beautiful. This sh- even the shot when they pull up and he's and they're getting out of the car just like chef's kiss. It's a mood. It's so good. And then the last thing I wrote down was the baseball scene and just <laughs> there's nothing better than the baseball scene when that muse song starts. It's on, baby. <laughs> Whoever selected the music for this needs an oscar well paramore wrote a song for 
based on Bell and Edward called Decode that's in the I think it's just in the credits. I don't think it's in the movie itself, but she literally wrote it after reading Twilight. That's amazing. And your faves, Iron and Wine making an appearance at the end. Ugh. How excruciating was it for me though that once that existed out in the universe? everyone would assume that I loved iron and wine because because of of Twilight. (laughs) Now I don't want to be one of those people who's like, I knew them before, like, you know, but I did. I believe you. And when I first heard the song for, for a few seconds, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I was so happy. And then I was like, wait, it's there. It's Sam beam is no longer mine. He doesn't belong to me anymore. Oh my gosh. He belongs to the Twihards. <laughs> I think that's really all I had. Unless you have anything else. I have everything else. <laughs> no, do you really have something else to say? Oh, actually, yes. How did Bella escape in the cab to the dance studio without Alice knowing? How did they rip James apart? And throw him in the fire. Like, I don't know if you look at him in that scene. You're so, you're, you're paying so much attention Mm -hmm. to Bella because she's in anguish Mm -hmm. and and everything. But if you watch them ripping James apart in the background, he's not even fighting against That's what I was, I was. Holding him and he's. That's another thing I noticed is that, again, it plays into the teen. It's just not what teen girls wanted. We just didn't care. That That, that is secondary. The fighting and the, and the vampire is secondary to the love story. So I, but I thought the same thing. I'm like, and especially Laurent, the third of the bad vampires, just set, goes to the Cullen's house warning of how dangerous and, and tough James is. But he's got unparalleled senses, absolutely lethal. I've never seen anything like him in my 300 years. And the woman, Victoria, don't underestimate her. And then Edward takes him out in 0.5 seconds and then they kill him and rip his head off. Alice just like turns around and walks over and cracks his head right off his body in 45 seconds. It was like child's play. I love when Edward first arrives at the dance studio and James is like, you're alone because you're faster than the others. I was like, boy, did Stephanie know what she was doing. But back to the Alice thing, I remember they, they played it fast and loose with her powers. I mean, they worked when they needed them to work and they did not work when they didn't need them to work. I mean, her her seeing the future, I don't know if we could even clarify it as that. And then in the whole last one, when she's when the future is cloudy, she can't see anything that's going on so that we never know what's going on please. (laughs) They barely worked as a power. (laughs) I was thinking about how much young adult fiction sprung from Twilight. Oh yeah. How it revolutionized the entire genre and how well written so much of it is now that if this series of books were to come out now, it wouldn't be anything like what it was then. That is so true. We also wouldn't have 50 shades of gray were it not for Twilight. And that, think about what kind of world you'd be living in. If someone could count the number of times they call each other Mr. and Mrs. Gray in whichever book that is where they get married. I've never read them. I need to know the official count. I know. Oh, I've read them. I, 
I'm in the minority. I think I got to imagine. I never. It, it wasn't for any specific. I didn't take a stance. I wasn't like I'm not reading that. I just never. <laughs> well, you didn't miss much. So, of course, as we know, so many people thought they were so so hot, but whatever aspect of them was was completely ruined by how un believably cheesily and badly written it was well casted though i would say agreed then again i'd watch dakota johnson do truly anything so also agreed all right guys if you enjoyed this episode please share about it on stories and tag us so we can say hi and give us a rate and review on itunes thanks guys until next time